your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. All right, we are going to... Oh, and before I get into this, we are traveling right now. So if this sounds a little different than it normally does, that's why. Uh, So we're going to get into talking about a horse that hollows out his back and how to correct that and how to strengthen a hollowed out back to help your horse have better carriage, carry his rider better, be happier and uh, uh, be happier and better moving in general. And also help it to where the head's not coming up and tossing and throwing all the time because a hollow back can actually be a big contributor to that. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret about a horse that has a hollowed out back and how to correct it and strengthen it. So the, the real deep underlying truth to strengthening and correcting a hollow back is get to where you first are sure you're not doing anything to weaken a a horse's back and make it more hollow. So a quick little thing about like equine anatomy, a really good example is thinking of a suspension bridge. Okay, think of this suspension bridge where there's a pillar on each end and the bridge uh, spanning across the two. Okay, well, imagine that bridge is just flat. If you push down in the center of it, and that's going to be the rider, and, you know, the two pillars are the horse's front and hind legs, if you will. If you push down in the center of that, it's going to sag even more. This would be like a hollowed out back. And in this scenario, so a hollow back is putting all of the strain of the rider and the horse's own body weight on his muscular system which is no good. Now let's turn that suspension bridge to where it has an arch. So now it's like an archway kind of a bridge. Okay, well, the reason they use arches in construction is because now when we push down in the middle of that arch, it will actually transfer the weight out to the ends and put it on each of the pillars, so the front and hind legs. In this scenario, we're putting the strain on the horse's skeletal system. And this is the one that you want. So a couple of absolute necessities to not have a hollow back is make sure you have an independent seat, you know, where you're not using the reins for balance, because if you do that and you don't, and also if you don't have good rein management, right, the horse is always going to be on the defensive. Therefore, he's always going to be in a tense state trying to protect his mouth from getting basically punched in the jaw is kind of a reference for it. So get an independent seat, get balance, uh, get to where you can move with your horse posting your trot if you're not able to sit it at an extended stride, you know, which is generally pretty difficult. Uh, So get really good at posting your trot. Feel free to lope your horse around and get good at moving with him. 
uh, just get to where you have that independent seat. That's going to be the biggest factor. Okay, now that we've covered making sure we are in a good neutral place to start strengthening the back because now we're no longer, you know, ruining their back. Okay, now we'll talk about some things to actually improve the strength and take it one step further. Okay, so uh, doing multiple transitions are going to strengthen the horse in the right areas. That's one of the best things you can do. And when I say multiple transitions, like, I don't mean like, walk for two minutes, trot for two minutes, and then lope for two minutes, and then do it again. I mean, like, like every five seconds, you're changing your gait, and every five seconds, you're changing the, uh, you're changing the length of stride within that gait. So it would be more like walk for three steps, now jump right in and go right to a full extended trot for five steps. Now right back down to a walk, now jump right into a lope. Now hit a slow trot from there. So that would be multiple transitions. This is one of the best things you can do. It improves every aspect of your horse. Uh, other things you can do to strengthen their back are riding them up and down hills. A horse will get to where he kind of rounds his back as he puts his hind legs up underneath himself when he's going up and down hills. Uh, even even riding a horse out in the woods or in rough terrain where he picks up his feet more often than he normally would. So this would be kind of like uh, a lazy person's version of uh, Cavaletti poles, you know, something like that. Uh, and practicing, uh, practicing like half halts and doing and when i say doing really good stops i don't mean to where he drags his butt into the ground every time but i mean to where he learns to slow down with good balance so he learns to rapidly slow down off of a light rain meaning you could be at a pretty fast lope or you know extended canter and within within 10 feet and not having to use any more than I don't know, a quarter of pound of pressure on the reins, you can have him at a walk. Uh, and he does it being light on the hand without pushing through. So all of these things are all going to contribute to making a healthier, stronger back. Now, there is, there is this thing, and it depends on who you ask. There's just as many successful horse people who will say this is a thing, as there's also a couple that will say this is not a thing. Now, from what I've experienced and seen, the people who, with what I'm about to tell you about, the people who say this is a thing usually have horses that outperform the people who say this is not a thing. So, in my opinion, evidence is pointing towards this is a real thing and it's good to do and you should do it. Having a horse actually round his back by using a either a leg aid or a spur. Now, unless you practice this a whole lot, it's especially in the beginning because they're not going to do it really dramatically. It can be pretty tricky to feel, and what you have to be able to feel is you have to feel the difference of when a horse's back is just in a 
natural neutral position as you're riding around versus when he rounds it and hunches a little bit. It's kind of ironic because, you know, when, when a horse is real green, we don't like feeling a knot in their back because that means probably they're about to buck. But as they get more advanced, we kind of do like to start feeling like they got a little bit of a knot in their back because that means they're engaging their back and they're rounding it and they're lifting it. Uh, so if you can get to where you can feel that, I recommend that people do it bareback uh, and get to where you can feel that. Uh, there's even this technique to where you teach it on the ground first to where you take like the the butt end of a horse brush and you just push it up underneath his belly where the cinch would go and you just watch his back and he'll kind of he'll kind of lift his back up when he feels that and then you release and then rinse for pee well then you get on his back and do it more and more and then he gets really sure about knowing what to do so it's basically kind of like the equivalence of a human doing sit-ups he raises his back, then you release, then raise it, then he releases. And you can do this at a walk, trot, lope, or a standstill. So uh, that would kind of be along the lines of strengthening the, the abdominal muscles and the core muscles to engage the back and round it out. Now, there's... When you get, when you get into anatomy, it's one of those things to where, like... The hind legs coming further underneath the horse will in turn cause him to contract the tendons that are suspending his withers between his shoulder blades, and this causes the withers to rise, which then complement the hind legs and allow them to step even further under the horse. And this compressing action basically of the hind end starting to travel closer up to the front end. Well, now the horse has compressed the length of his body, and that actually, the hind legs stepping further under, actually cause the back to round. Okay, well, at the same time, causing the back to round will also cause the horse to break in the withers, which will cause him to become more vertical in his pole, and he'll have more of a headset. So everything complements everything else. Uh, all of the videos on the Buckaroo Crew, when we talk about lateral movements, uh, haunches in, half passing, side passing, shoulder in, uh, counter shoulders in. Uh, if you're more of a Western discipline, counter arcs. All of these things all come together to help strengthen the back along with getting the, sh the shoulder better at lifting, uh, raising and contracting the withers, adding more weight to the hind legs as the horse travels around, which is actually the definition of collection in the first place. So rounding the back is just one of the things that kind of happens because you have everything else, meaning a good rider, a balanced seat, uh, being able to move with that horse and not interfere with the movement of his back. So he is then able to round his back as he's getting ridden around without feeling discomfort from doing so. So there's all of these, there's all of these things. And 
it's it's almost like if you kind of like a lot of this other stuff if you don't really focus a whole lot on trying to round their back and you just focus on getting good at your timing for example and getting clear and get it that therefore your horse gets confident about what he's supposed to do okay well as the horse gets more sure and confident he's going to become more relaxed which is going to help him release the tension in his body which is going to help him stop being tense along his top line which is going to <laughs> bear with me here which is going to allow him to not be hollow in his back because his top line is no longer those muscles are no longer contracted and tense causing the high headset and the stiff neck i.e. the hollow back so as far as talking about how to strengthen a horse's back that is the chat hope you enjoyed it and we will see oh one more thing in case you don't know what the buckaroo crew is because i mentioned it so BuckaroocRew.com is our online website with all these different training and problem-solving videos. There's intermediate and advanced courses, flying lead changes, just about anything you can think of. We've got videos for it, but there's this one in there, and it's called the Virtual Clinic, and it's uh, it's a composure of different clips from clinics that we've done all over the country for the last however many years. And all of those exercises that we do in the groundwork and the writing portion of the virtual clinic on the Buckaroo Crew, everything on there is to help strengthen the hind legs, it's to help strengthen the back, it's to help improve the longevity of the horse by getting him to use his body properly, it's to get the horse more off of his front end, which in turn is going to help strengthen his back and every other area of the horse. So, uh... When I mention Buckaroo Crew, that's what I'm referring to. Okay, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will see you next time. You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real, simple horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 